This is the Reading Instruction Show. I'm your host, Dr. Andy Johnson. Today we're looking at segregated and inclusive classroom instruction. This is a series of podcasts examining racism as it exists in the special education system. Now, both segregated and inclusive classroom instruction are used to meet the learning needs of students identified as having disabilities. So we're going to look at each one of these types, these models of instruction. Let us start first with segregated classrooms. Segregated instruction is any instruction that occurs outside the general education classroom. Segregated instruction could include full-time placement in a special education classroom. It could also involve some sort of pull-out service where students are pulled out of the general education classroom for, quote, specialized, unquote, instruction for part of the day or for single subject areas. This usually takes place in a special education resource, resource room. Now, at one time, once upon a time, it was thought that smaller class sizes and additional adult resources found in a segregated special education classroom would enable teachers here to provide individualized instruction that would meet the needs, the special needs of each student. It was thought as well that this would lead to improved learning outcomes for these students. However, this turns out not to be the case. It so happens that educational outcomes are more often diminished rather than enhanced in segregated settings. This is because students in segregated special education settings frequently do not receive the same quality of education as students in a general education classroom setting. Also, the instruction here is often neither individualized nor appropriate. Now to illustrate, we'll examine reading instruction. This is the reading instruction show after all. Within the special education system, approximately 85% of all students receive some sort of specialized, quote, reading instruction. The problem, however, is that students within the system rarely experience accelerated reading once they are in the system. This may be because they rarely get improved access to expert reading instruction. Students in special education resource rooms are instead taught by special education teachers, not reading specialists. A special education teacher is not a reading special, uh, specialist. The general orientation and the initial teacher preparation requirements are much different for each. These differences are reflected in the number and types of standards required by national accreditation organizations. Specifically, fewer standards related to literacy instruction are required for pre-service special education teachers than for pre-service elementary education teachers. As well, the standards required by the Council for Exceptional Children for special education teachers focus on assessment, data collection, behavior management, and explicit systematic instruction. There are no required CEC standards that focus specifically on developing students' ability to create meaning with print. And that's what reading is, creating meaning with print. 
As a result, the, quote, specialized reading instruction provided in special education settings is too often one-size-fits-all programs or methods that rely primarily on direct instruction of low-level reading subskills. Now, while direct instruction is effective for learning low-level skills, it is extremely ineffective for developing high-level thinking, understanding complex concepts, and acquiring sophisticated skills. And when direct instruction is overused to teach low-level reading subskills, students have few, if any, opportunities to read good books, engage in social interaction around good books, or to develop complex thinking. In other words, if only low-level skills are taught in special education classroom, only low-level learning occurs. Now let's take a look at inclusive classrooms. In an inclusive classroom, instruction for students with special learning needs occurs within a general education classroom setting. Here, the teacher differentiates a common curriculum to meet the special learning needs of all students. Now, Peterson and Heidi found that when compared to students in segregated settings, students in inclusive uh, classrooms encounter greater academic expectations, a richer learning environment, more effective teaching strategies, and more exposure to modeling by more able peers, all of which enhance learning. Also, social and emotional outcomes are better, and there is greater achievement of IEP goals in inclusive classroom settings. Now, simply putting students with special learning needs in a general education classroom does not make it an inclusive classroom. As well, simply putting a special ed uh, teacher in a general education classroom as a co-teacher also does not make it an inclusive classroom. Instead, inclusive classrooms are those in which the classroom teachers have the knowledge and skills necessary to make inclusive teaching successful. They have a variety of multi-level strategies for differentiating a common curriculum. These could include some or all of the following. Universal design for learning, contract learning, tiered assignments, workshop approaches for reading and writing, learning centers, four blocks, goal setting, curriculum compacting, flexible grouping, workstations, jigsaw, project-based learning, interest groups, shared reading, close reading, think, pair, share, and menus. These are just some of the differentiation strategies. However, there are three elements necessary for effective inclusive classrooms. The first one is having the optimal number of students in the classroom, class size. This number varies. However, in general, preschool through grade one should have a maximum class size of 12 to 15 students. Grades two and above a maximum of 20 students. Smaller class sizes enable the special learning needs of more students to be addressed within the inclusive general education classroom. They don't need to go down the hall. The second element necessary for effective inclusive classrooms is knowledgeable and skilled teachers. 
You can't teach all those strategies in four semesters of any teacher preparation program. We do not create finished teaching products. This means that we need to have continued professional development opportunities for our teacher. The goal here would be to enhance teachers' knowledge of and ability to use a variety of the multi-level teaching strategies described earlier. The third element for effective inclusive classrooms is time. Time to adequately plan, have conversations with other teachers, reflect, and revise. Now, some believe that effective teaching is simply a matter of buying the right program or product, taking it out of the box, reading the instructions, and then implementing it with fidelity. However, students are not standardized products. Communities, schools, classrooms, and teachers are not all the same. Every pedagogical strategy, program, method, or curriculum needs to be adopted and adapted to meet the unique learning needs of real-life students. And this all takes time. This has been another episode of the Reading Instruction Show.